This episode is brought to you by Southern Elegance Candle Company, where modern values meet Southern charm. Right now, check out their fall and holiday collection with candle scents such as caramel latte, fireside, sweet potato and brown sugar, and our personal favorite, orange spice. This scent is clothes wrapped in a citrusy orange essence that takes you all the way back to grandma's house. This one is sure to be your favorite just like it is ours. So be sure to visit secandleco.com and use our promo code CRUX, that's C-R-U-X, for 15% off of all regularly priced items. That's secandleco.com, where they lovely craft each scent and city combination to elicit a fond memory to wish you to a place of pure joy. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my good people. We is back in this bitch. And it's Kane is Able podcast. You know how we coming live, raw, and direct. Everything real, everything raw, everything authentic. Today, I'm joined by my guy, my big brother, my homie from another, Be Easy. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Anytime you could bless me with your presence. Oh, man. I appreciate it. That's good praise right there. Yeah, man. You know, hey, you, like I say, you uh, you calm and mellow. When I get too wild, you know how to reel me back in. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes out, I man. need you. Yeah, you kind of, you know, I hey, have man. to do you like saying, man. Hey, man. Players fuck up. <laughs> players fuck up. You know, you remedial. <laughs> and uh, also today, man, I got a, a, a special guest, a special friend of mine came all the way from Jacksonville, Florida, just to bless y'all with his. Uh, his critiques, knowledge, and uh, information on, you know, whatever it is we about to talk about today. So, today, let me introduce my guy. Big Cove is what we call him. Hey, what's happening, man? How you be here? You know what I'm saying? What you, uh, how you feeling today? How, how, how's everything going, my brother? Hey, man, I'm good. You know, I came here for the Cowboy oh, Carolina game. That That's what we here for, but you invited me, and I couldn't say no. A bunch of gay people in shoulder pads. But, uh, yeah, so... My man came down initially. Initially, the idea came he wanted to come, you know, because I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. You know, I'm a homer. You know, what I'm saying I, I can't cheer for a team I never grew up around. So this week we played the uh, Cowboys on Sunday. So my man wanted to come down to watch the game, and I was like, "Well, you know what? You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna record. You should come record. You know, what I'm saying." So that's how this whole idea came about. But anyway, um, hopefully we we smack that ass, pause, uh, and we get that win. But um, we're gonna see today uh, what we want to talk about. And what I want to discuss is uh, the stigmas that's thrown on the black community. And by stigmas, I mean like these uh, misconceptions that people think only occur in the black household, family, community, neighborhood. Um, an example of that may be uh, the black community is homophobic. Uh, the black community um, lacks a father or a male figure in the home. The black community is all about killing and black on black crime. Um, we have some people that agrees with that rhetoric and we have some people that totally disagrees. You know me, I'm Kane. I really don't give a fuck as long as I pay these bills <laughs> and drink my Hennessy. I don't give a fuck about who gay and whoever. But today I needed to hear a different perspective and some different point of views on this topic. So that's why I decided to bring two strong minded brothers up here that I know is going to bring that shit real raw and uncut and really tell me how they feel about this shit. So, start with my boy BB is so totally against. Yeah, I ain't with that. The uh the, the rhetoric that's thrown on his people. Yeah. He is the the modern day Martin Luther King. You is not going to talk about his people. Yeah, I'm uh the Malcolm X. 
So when you hear the the, the, the phrase black on, black on black crime, that shit make your skin crawl. Yeah, all crime is is territorial. You know what I'm saying? People commit crimes around who they live mm-hmm. by. You know, if I live next to a, a white person, I feel like going in their car. <laughs> I'm going to white man car. You feel me? So, so you don't think that? So, if somebody threw up the numbers, do you think the numbers would outweigh the other? Uh, as far as what you mean. So, if they had a, a say a bar chart, um, black on black crime might have been, and don't I don't know these numbers. I'm going off the top of my head. If black on black crime was at seventy five percent, and they said white on white crime was only thirty five percent, would that still uh fit your argument, or do you think those numbers are skewed? Well, those numbers aren't skewed because um, in the black community, like. Quote unquote black on black crime is like at like ninety two percent or something. Mm-hmm. Asian on Asian crime is like eighty nine percent. Oh, so you actually look? Yeah. Oh shit, nigga. Yeah. I mean, I don't just be talking. You know, sound like I talk out my ass, but I don't. I be looking up shit. Okay, Uncle Tom. Yeah. And just and just for that rhetoric, <laughs> Uncle Tom was actually the good nigga. Yeah, he was a good nigga. He was the good nigga. It's Toby y'all had to worry about. Sambo. Sambo. Yeah, I read too. Yeah, yeah. I listen to audio books because I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> but um, Cole, what you think? What if what if I would ask? I think the numbers are a little bit skewed. Okay. Because we say black on black crime. If the black person, let's let's say the crime we're looking at is robbery. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about a affluent neighborhood of white people, mm-hmm. and they come up, no need to rob. So we talking about yeah, robbery here is going to be higher because they have to. The crime that they turn to is a robber, a crime of robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, or murder or mm-hmm. things like that, but their crimes are more maybe white collar crimes. They they parents committing the crimes mm-hmm. uh, in their workspaces or things like that. So what if I say the numbers are skewed a bit? Well, what I would say is okay. Now when you talk about robbery, right? Robbery is a crime against somebody else. You you know what I'm saying? So those numbers would kind of like be the same. But like like you said, a white collar crime, um, those numbers might be skewed because. Um, more white people are in those positions to commit the white collar crime. So I think those two are like two separate types of crimes. But sometimes people will throw in like um, violent crimes or whatever, mm-hmm. like murders or whatever. When, when you hear black or black crime, I think people automatically assume you're talking about a violent crime. A robbery, murder, things like because that. Because even think about how many, when you, when we, we all in our 30s, growing up, how many of y'all actually uh, knew somebody that had a, a computer? You mean like me? I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, even you, like, other than you, because I, I, I had one growing I, up. But what I'm saying is, like, when you when you, when you were uh, carpet, car, compartmentalizing the crimes, right? Mm-hmm. And you was talking about white collar crimes. It's a, one of the reasons I think the black community um, is just not catching up on the white collar crimes, like you know, fraud, identity fraud, scams, things like that. Hell, we ain't had no computer growing up. Some of most of us. Well, see, that's kind of different because you could have a computer at your house, but you couldn't have, you know, the internet. Everybody didn't have the internet. AOLs. Yeah, you, you, weren't, you weren't committing white-collar crimes. We ain't knew about it. No, 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 no. But see, white-collar crimes is stuff like embezzlement. Embezzlement, um, um, tax fraud, tax, tax shit. Yeah, but those are, that's like a, especially like back then, that was corporate type stuff. Yeah, so, you know, so, something, you, something you could do and make a lot of money and get a little bit of time. Yeah, the average person wasn't doing that, though. These are people, like I said, that was in those positions, like at the job, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So now it's different because, you know, people have access to the internet so they can, you know. Because it's right on your phone, right on your yeah. face. And, it, you know, they could buy little phishing devices or whatever so they can get your credit card Man, information. Listen, so that's All different. the scammers, please, 
Don't even fuck with my account. I promise you, I got less than a hundred dollars in every account I got. Don't fuck my little. I need my little honey. <laughs> Please, bro. If 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 I ever. Pop your old lady or your your baby mama or something, and you a scammer. And you decide to hit me, please. I mm-hmm. need my little hundred dollars. Don't please don't fuck with my hundred dollars. I need. I ain't got time to call Navy Federal about no hundred dollars. <laughs> Leave my shit alone, please. You know what I'm saying? So let me take it to. Um, do you think it's a stigma? Because you remember growing up, we all be like, he talked white. He talked like a white boy. Oh, he live out there in a white neighborhood. He's soft. Is is, is that a, a bad stigma that the black community got where we feel we feel like we need to praise growing up in poverty and in the hood and we shame those that goes and uh move to the white neighborhood because me myself I I live with the white folks I got a nice a nice uh you uh, part of the problem estate you part of the problem I got a nice estate who part of the problem you yeah because I, don't, I don't, my kids got there having to worry about and we put our the box our flat screen came in by the trash and like why? Why do you assume uh, living around black people? I didn't assume. I yeah. said, "Do you think that's a stigma that that goes?" I, that, and I said, "You're part of the problem, my bro- my dear brother." Why? Because I moved out the hood. Yep. You, oh, why? Why oh. does black people have to? Why does the hood? Why does the hood synonymous with black people? Why? You, because because we coined the term. Why mm-hmm. does you have to stay in the hood? That's what I'm saying. Why? Why can't black people? You? Why can't it be? Seventeen Canes got a neighborhood with all black people with big beards. Because and their families. Because it ain't it ain't one cane that got, that own the neighborhood. Who owns a neighborhood? You own the land, don't you? I ain't no land in on Curvin Street that I can own. Why I got to be Curvin Street? It could be somewhere else in the suburbs. Why can't be a black suburb? Then it okay, you then but it, but it's, but it would still be a hood. It just be a suburban hood, right? Yeah, but you said the hood. We know what you mean when you say the hood. Yeah, yeah, I definitely meant that, Sam. I definitely meant that. Yeah, Mr. Oh. Mr. PVC. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, like I. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. But still, but no, you, you need to uh, um, go go deep into your point because I really think this is a conversation that motherfuckers have and don't even understand they be having it. Oh well, I think your initial point was about like um, talking black or whatever, whatever. Talking um, black, you solve or uh, uh, oh, that nigga people got money, but I th- I think and I do feel this way. I think in the black community we uh, put on the pedestal struggling. We put on the pedestal growing up in the hood. That, we put on the pedestal being in the hood. That that's not a black thing though. Really. So so you hear white people that proud to say they grew up in the trailer park? Some of well, they say, well, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. You know what I'm saying? We say get it out the mud, but white people will say shit like um like Donald Trump. He tried to say he was struggling and all kind of stuff like that. Like he worked so hard or whatever, but he got like a two million dollar loan from his family. Yeah, from you, his dad. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like that ain't they try to do that same thing to try to like um, identify with you know the the common person mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but it's it's not just black people. Black people, it's it may be more black people that struggle, so they feel like they got to identify with you know what I'm saying to find a common ground with more people or whatever. But so so you don't think it was a systemic approach to putting the black man, the black family, further behind so that they have to play catch up or not be um privy to the the benefits that you know the modern white family was. Uh, privy to um, It's certain things Like you know Back in the day Like redlining Stuff like that um, uh, Reverse gentrification Things like that You know White flight mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying That kind of stuff um, But And it, it affected You know Down the line So like When black people Moved in the neighborhood All the white people Moved out You know Like in the cities And stuff like that mm-hmm. It was like A lot of factories And plants You know So a lot of black people Had those jobs When the factories left The jobs left And then 
it affected the, the communities and stuff. Did it you know affect the white community? The way, it, the same way it affected the black community? No. Nah, well, when I say the community, I mean the community of the people that live there. Because mm-hmm. I don't really say black community and white community. That ain't, I don't, I don't. Because in my neighborhood, like in your neighborhood, you black, but you don't, you don't live in a black neighborhood. Like, it's, it's a mixed neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if somebody would say, see you in the streets, they'll say you're a part of the black community. You see, you see what I'm saying? This nigga's nigger. <laughs> Like that's that's like that's just language to group all black people together. Like it's not it's not like yeah because they say the Asian community. I I, I get what you're you saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I get what you're saying. um all like all black people don't live in the hood. No, you know what I'm saying. All black people don't do this. All black people don't do that. So I'll never say the black community because your views on things differ from my views on things. Everybody we in a monolith. You know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying your views on things. So um the the, the kind of do that to put all of us in this one box. You know what I'm saying? That 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 does that don't do us no good. I I do think the community, black community, is a way to dumb it down. To answer your question about the stigma, I do think we need to let that go because I believe the goal is for your offspring to be better than you to come up mm-hmm. better than you. So let's say you started in the mud as bad mm-hmm. as it comes, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. I don't believe you should want your kid to start yeah. in those same if, if, if your mama was sucking dick to pay bills, your daughter should be like, I need to suck, <laughs> I need dick, to suck to dick to pay bills. Yeah. yeah. Right. What you what you should be trying to do is pass along the lessons the slums gave you. Mm-hmm. How to how to get through hard mm-hmm. times. Maybe they hard times ain't as hard as yours. Mm-hmm. But you can teach them how to get through hard times. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. So when I was buying my house, right, mm-hmm. my loan officer said, uh, do you have anybody that could give you gift money? I was like, What the fuck is that? She said, oh, you know, just, you know, sometimes when people buy houses, um, they have a family member or, or like their parents or grandparents that just gift them $30,000, dollars mm-hmm. I was like, ma'am, I don't even know nobody in my family who got twenty or $30,000 that you just give a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But that also goes to another point that I, I realized is that in the black community, we are one of the only races of families that is in a rush at 18 to move the fuck out. And I think, that put us as an individual behind the eight ball because we so in a hurry to get our own shit that so we could get some pussy or get some dick if you're a woman or or a male and you like dick. I don't know. You were in such a rush to get out your parents' house so you could do what the fuck you want to do because you was raised under these rules and regulations under your parents. To where now you jump out there, get an apartment in your name, you barely got any credit, and your job is you gonna you go you only living paycheck to paycheck. So now you gotta live the next ten years trying to correct the problem you made at eighteen. Whereas I've noticed in the Asian community. The white community, the Indian community, these motherfuckers live with their parents, so they fucking 45, 40. And then by then, their parents get them that 20000 30000 or them as the individual done saved up so much because they didn't have any financial responsibility because they're living with their parents. The way now, when they're ready to buy a house or get married, they can afford that $20,000 wedding, and they can afford putting down that 40000 on the house. You know what I'm saying? Or the grandparents or the parents just say, live with us until we die, and y'all can have this motherfucker. Then the black community... The parents want the kids to get the fuck out because we 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 tired of y'all ass, and then we ready. We tired our damn parents, and we want to get the fuck out too. And now we done set ourselves behind. Am I wrong in assuming that? It's a whole lot in that. Mm-hmm. Well, goddamn, elaborate. So the same person, now I ain't saying you, but the same person to say, well, the white community let their people stay in there till they forty, whatever, whatever. You hear the same argument that white people get married earlier. When they twenty or whatever, twenty five. Black folks did that back in the day. I got I got an aunt right now. Her, her husband got married. She was thirteen. He was sixteen. Yeah, but I'm saying like as far as now, like they say like white women go to college just to find a mate, and they'll be married by the time they're twenty four, twenty five. That's a little talking that. part that's going on I've around. Heard, too. I've heard that before. So if you say they're getting married early, but then they 
not moving out the house till they're 35 or 40. Like, that's a whole bunch. Like, even white people not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? And then you talk, like, people talk about, like, Asians or this person or that person. Those people not from here. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they come here. Hell, we ain't from here. Mm, that's debatable. That might be another show. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a lot of times, like, those people like that, Asians, uh, uh, Indians, Red Dot. Um, not fella. Not fella. They they not from here, so they more community-based. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They do things different over there. It's America. We got land over here. We want to get some of that land. Uh, and shit. I can't get that land living at my mama house. Damn sure can't. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So being a person that uh was re- born in Charleston, raised up in Jacksonville, Florida, and then moved back to Charleston, um, how do you feel about or what? And, of course, you was raised around a, a, Navy, a military base, correct? Military family, but military not family. the base. I Got you. A little time in Cuba, that was the base. Got you. So, um, what's your take on the opportunities you think that you were kind of um, given when it came to a lifestyle growing up as a child? I get. I'm pretty sure in a, in a somewhat financially stable home. Um, when it comes to a military lifestyle, not not saying everybody in the military is rich, but you know you kind of in the military you kind of on a schedule. You know you get paid on that first and fifteenth. Um, the military will make sure okay you got BH or BAQ whatever we're gonna pay you you know your, your mortgage rent whatever it is. Um, opposed to when you jumped out on your own as a man and got your own shit, was it like a rude awakening to be like God damn this shit wasn't it ain't seem like this hard for my mom and daddy. Um, well, kinda because my my. He's my pops, but for the sake of conversation, he's my step pops. You know, my old man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he left the military. I want to say I was in the seventh, eighth, early life. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, he was a regular working, and he didn't do retirement. I don't think he did enough. To, I don't know all the details, but he wasn't getting the necessarily a paycheck, all that. So he was a working man. After that, mm-hmm. mom was working, so all I saw was work. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was to work. That's what I mm-hmm. saw as life to be. Right. Go get you a job. Work, pay your bills. So, speaking on that, mm-hmm. I, I like you took it there because mm-hmm. I I got to take this question to this motherfucker over here. All right, is it just a black community, or is it nationwide here in America, um, where we are taught in grade school K through twelve to be employees? Now, I understand in a public school system that's a public school that may be in a black neighborhood, it's gonna be some white folks there. So I know it's, it ain't just black folks, mm-hmm. but do you think um? That us as a people, we don't indulge enough into owning a business, creating a business, starting a business, being entrepreneurs. Do you do 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 you think us growing up, you seeing your parents work, your mom work, your dad work? I saw my mom work. Pretty sure you saw your mom and dad work. So I knew growing up, I had to, to get a job and work to mm-hmm. pay bills. It never dawned on me to create something or to start something that was mine and become wealthy. I thought I you worked to pay bills. So do you think that's something a stigma that's thrown on the black community? I oh. think it's it's a it's class based, mm-hmm. class based. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Exactly. So like middle middle class people, are, are, you know, below middle class people, all they you want to get enough to get by, mm-hmm. especially the lower class or whatever. You want to you know you want to get a job paying such and such an hour. Mm-hmm. You want to get a job with benefits and all of that. So you know, entrepreneurship that ain't even in that. You you don't think about that, right? You know, you get money, you pay your bills, and you live to work the next day or mm-hmm. work for the weekend or whatever. So. Is I think it's more of a class based than a um because even if you look at like places like in uh like in West Virginia like the coal mine shutting down and stuff like that, those white is mostly white areas you know right. what I'm saying that working in them coal mines and stuff and they they don't got nothing to do they don't got nowhere to go places like Cleveland Detroit even though Detroit was like you know a lot of black people there but when the car industry went down there mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. a lot of white people lost a lot, a lot of black people lost a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, it, I think it's a class based middle class. Now, but when you like you say you get the upper class, they got yeah. a little bit more. Um, uh, what's the what's when the, you say upper class, you mean like upper middle class, or you talking about that one percent? Upper middle class. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Upper middle class because they got more of a um, disposable income, right? So they can put some funds into some. And, and, and just for some of our listeners, because here we're gonna talk about this shit that a lot of people is sick, scared to ask those questions about. So when you say disposable mm-hmm. income, let them know what you mean by disposable income. Because some people really don't know what the fuck that is. That's you got you got all your bills paid, you saved some bread, now you got some throwaway money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my, my model when it comes to that is when it comes to buying something, if I can't buy it twice, I don't need to buy it. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's just my model. Okay, ho. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just but right. that I just heard that like this week or week before last, really? I heard somebody say that. Yeah. yeah, I forgot who it was. It was somebody about buying a car, and they was like, "Now I don't seen it." You this you like the fourth person that I heard say that. Yeah, my, my grandma, uh, rest in peace, Laura May. Uh, she was born in 1917. So one day, me and her just having a one on one conversation years back, and I was like, uh, "Grandma, a hundred dollars was a lot of money back in your day, huh?" Because you know, I'm thinking like the the quality. You know, back then, you know. Milk was a was a was a nickel and mm-hmm. eggs was a quarter type mm-hmm. shit. So I was like, hundred dollars was a lot of money back in the day. She said the realest shit that I ever heard. Well, not ever heard, but one of the realest shit I've ever heard. She said, hundred dollars today is a lot of money if you ain't got it. Oh yeah, <laughs> very. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because my whole mindset was the monetary value of the dollar back in nineteen. What I'm gonna say twenty nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When shit was a penny, literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the dollar store really sold shit for a dollar. But if you ain't got a hundred dollars, well, yeah. who is that? Uh, Bobby Fish scale said the light bill one ten, but you only got one oh four. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. the fuck is you going? What, what you the gonna fuck do? is what you mm-hmm. gonna do? Right. And I think this us as black folks. I don't know if you attest this to uh, coming out of slavery, Jim Crow era, um, slavery. You know, we worked for free. Mm-hmm. We were indentured servants. We worked for free. We were freed, and now we had to make a living. It, we didn't know anything about becoming business owners. You know what I'm saying? Well, it was a lot with that. So, like, you know, the, uh, what was it like the 1860s when slavery ended or whatever? 1864, I want to say. So, yeah. like. Don't quote me on that. Around that time, like, really the only, like, skilled laborers were the slaves. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most of the skilled laborers were slaves. A so. lot of things that's traded and copywritten right now is was created yeah. by black people. So, slaves, slaves really came up around that time because they could work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They could work with their hands. They had they had they had a, they had a they had, trade. They, they had, had a talent. Yeah, yeah, they had the skills. Like if you notice, like in like the 1920s and shit like that, a lot of black people owned a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Black Wall Street shit mm-hmm. that happened in Wilmington, like North Carolina, yep. Um, uh, other places or whatever. Like black people had ownership and all kind of stuff like that. But then the white people that didn't have that shit, they kind of wanted it, and that that's when they changed the laws and shit. So it was in us after slavery. Yeah, because you know right. we had ownership in the twenties, but we had no voter rights in the twenties. Well, we did have voter rights. We didn't know like, about like it. in well, in Wilmington, right? It was a lot of people that was running the government that were black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But white people didn't like it or whatever, um, and that's when they ran them out of town. I can't remember his name, but if you look at that picture when those guys was writing the uh, the dec- uh, what's what's the shit? They, uh, uh, I know the, what you're talking about. Not, not, it was the Declaration of Independence. They yeah. all of them sat in that room for like a couple a couple weeks in a row. Was it Declaration of Independence? Yeah. I've been drinking. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking so about. So if you look it's at that picture, it's, it's actually a black guy that yeah. was actually what they call the first, not the first president of the country, but like the first ruler of, of the country. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking I about. I forgot his name, but it's actually a black guy that was like the first, not dictator, but like the first person that ran 
what we had going on. And then, you know, they put together that founding fathers and all that shit. And then, you know, everybody talking about, you know, uh, Franklin Roosevelt. I'm Franklin Roosevelt, but uh, what's the man's name? The fucked up teeth. All the man fucked up teeth back then. But them motherfuckers. Yeah, them, uh, all them. Um, Sam Adams and all them guys. But it was actually a black guy that was there that at that time he was in charge of like what went on. Some, John Hanson. John Hanson. John Hanson. I'm going to have to look into him. Not familiar. Hey man, that's that's why we cause Kane is able. Oh, you already know. Kane is fucking able. I I want to enlighten people. So, B, <laughs> before we start recording, you brought up the stigma of the black community is homophobic, and I told you I've never heard that. So, um, can you elaborate on how you feel about the stigma that you feel, especially with all this little Nas X shit going on? Um, I think like black people. Some of the black people are like more vocal about the stuff, like Lil Boosie, like talking mm-hmm. about Lil Nas X and this and that. But um, you hear white people say the same thing, you know. Like um, it's a it's a billboard on twenty six. I know it's on seventy seven. It was one. It was something like "Make Men Great Again" or whatever. Mm. It really was. They was advertising. I ain't seen that. Wrong, yeah, but it was like "Make Men Great Again" or it's a thing now where they like um, ah, oh, what's the phrase white boys say now? Don't be a queer. Well, they say stuff like that too, but like they, you know, what I'm saying they do all kind of, they say all kind of stuff, you know, what I'm saying, but they just put that on black people. But like a lot of the slang now, like, come from like gay people in the black community, like you know, what I'm saying somebody say I'm a, you know, you just got red for filth or whatever. Gay people came up with them phrases, you know, what I'm saying slay bitch, all that, you know, what I'm saying shit. The women say they you come ever, from gay people. You watch uh, uh, what was the show? We we talked about it before, not not here, but. Off off the air. Uh, what's the shit? The shit way that you know the black dude and the black family was talking about. You know what the witches and the the Jim Crow and the uh, sundown times. Um, oh, Lovecraft uh, Country. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. You remember on that one episode? He was like nigger fag. Black person would have never said. That. <laughs> 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 but but again, so you know, uh, we got um raising Canaan power right now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my man found out that his daughter was gay, mm-hmm. right? First thing you said, so what you, wait, what'd he say? You some type of, uh, <laughs> what'd he say? You some type of, uh, uh what he say, a lady, lady? You some type of, exactly what he said. I can't remember, but the next thing he said, what you, Lebanese? <laughs> 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 hey, listen, I was, uh, I think I was 16. I went to a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, majority of my family is out of Hartsville. Mm-hmm. My mom was the only one of her siblings to leave Hartsville and move to Dalton. So, um, we went to a family reunion. I got a cousin, I ain't gonna say his name. I saw my first sex change in a person in the nineties when I didn't even know what the fuck that was. Like I saw this this mother, fuck it, this nigga in ninety seven. I want to say he was a nigga. He was prancing around. Now he was, you know, flamboyant, prancing nougat. You know what I'm saying? You thought he's a snicker bar? What the hell? A nougat? <laughs> wow! <laughs> you know, you know, nougat be inside a damn chocolate bar, nigga. Prancing nougat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you came up with that, but go ahead and continue. <laughs> he pressing nougat. Yeah. So you know you knew he had, you know, you know he had a little sugar in his Kool-Aid. So the next year, the next year family union, <laughs> I got an uncle. I love my uncle to them. Uncle said, God damn that girl, they bad. She bad, ain't it? And I'm looking like, yeah, she's straight. You know what I'm saying? Then my mama, now that's your cousin David. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> David is Davida now. Yeah, Davida. Um, and, and it's a personal story of mine. And I ain't ashamed to say it Because you know Kane don't give a fuck So I had a My grandfather On my father's side Right 
he used to come visit us about once a year when mm-hmm. my father was alive. And he was always bringing this guy with him, right? And whenever he would come, I had to sleep in the bed with my mom and my daddy, and they would sleep in my bed. So I thought, you know, me and my cousin spend the night together, we do head, you know, head to foot. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, they head and foot in my yeah. bed, right? I gets to be grown, and my, my sister tells me that was granddaddy lover. I said, his what? That was granddaddy lover. So now I'm not even thinking about granddad was in love with a, with a man. I said, y'all let him fuck in my bed? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Y'all let him fuck in my bed? <laughs> well, shit, I won't want nobody fucking in my bed unless it was me, period, anyway. All right, so after that, did that change your, your outlook on him? Yeah, yeah. So listen. So, it did? Boy, yeah. Boy, my Charles was, boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my my great grandfather was Andrew Jackson Kane, named after the, the racist ass president Andrew Jackson. Um, my uncles was named after Woodrow Wilson, so they was Woodrow Wilson Kane. So my what? yeah man, just, you know this old cracker shit. Half cracker, half um Indian, and then the nigga. So it was Andrew Jackson Kane, then it was Andrew Jackson Kane Jr., and then my dad was the third. I was supposed to be the fourth, but I guess before I was born, my dad found out that his dad was gay. Oh, he didn't want it. so he didn't want me to carry that name. You know what I'm saying? So he wanted to keep the initials. So I became Antoine Gerard instead of Andrew Jackson. Mm. So I'm still AJC. I'm just not Andrew Jackson, right? So once, once I, so it's like once my sister told me my grandfather was gay, then all these little conversations and aneurysms that he used to do dawned in my mind. Like, mannerisms. That shit. They wasn't man nothing about the motherfuckers. Why you said aneurysms, though? You know that's Because shit was going to his anus. I'm glad I caught that shit. I'm glad I said something. That joke right there. It was niggas was listening like, what the fuck you mean? Aneurysms. I know you mean mannerisms. <laughs> oh, I, I threw that alley you caught and dug. You dug the so, fuck that shit. You with me? I'm sitting. Yes, I'm sitting. So, so yes, yeah, so I remember all the times he used to like pop his wrist and mm-hmm. talk kind of soft, not not necessarily uh gayish, but just soft. Mm. So um, once I found out he was gay, I never talked this nigga again. Wow. Because you stick, the homophobic in the black community. I, I was going to admit it, but can't don't give a fuck. Because I got a bunch of uncles that grew up in the military mm-hmm. that was like, be a man. Be tough. Don't be a sissy. Put your pants up. You want somebody to puck in your butt? What if your but was your granddaddy like not tough or whatever? Hell, I one time I ever saw a nigga when he came with another nigga. Pause. Big pause. Mm. <laughs> hey, it came to what my man what, said. What my man said. Hangover. You come. I come. We both come same time. <laughs> <laughs> where, where your granddaddy live? Uh, Newport News, Virginia. So now let me tell you. I found I got a gay lineage. So the movie Philadelphia is actually about my gay cousin. Wow. The, the, the one that played the gay lawyer. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the, the gay person in the movie in Philadelphia. I. I didn't Tom Hanks have AIDS in that movie or something? Yeah. I, I never watched. So, that. You, so you know, in movies when it's when it's based off a true story, they have to uh, modify the characters as well as some of the the actual events. Mm-hmm. So that the motherfucker that had AIDS, that was my cousin. So Tom Hanks was your cousin? Not that cracker, but the the the, the person he was portraying in, in that movie. Yeah, he was he was oh, he was wow. Yeah, you know with your cousin. Yeah, and I found out about that when I was uh I was about sixteen. You, so you, was your cousin white or was Tom? No, they was de- a definitely a nigga. Oh, you know that that would cause like some controversy now because it's a movie about somebody black and they changed the character to a white person. All the mo- all, all, all the Jesus movies. I we're not all the about. Jesus movies. Not even that. All the the three hundreds, all the Spartacus, all that. They they white men, but you know really they weren't white back then. They you know was what I'm Greek, ain't it? What was that? But Greek is people of color back then. Okay. Uh, anybody that stayed close to the creator back then were people of color. You know what okay, I'm saying? I but gotcha. coming up through movie times. Black they, Kardashians. 
Yeah. <laughs> fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. So and they they go another nigga woman. What you mean? What the name is? Uh, uh, Kate, Caitlin. Uh huh. Oh my god! You telling me one? So so boom. So now I got the gay cousin from Philadelphia. Uh huh. I got my gay granddaddy. So boom. I I, I listen to the Navy. I get stationed in Norfolk, Virginia, which is about ten minutes from Newport mm-hmm. News. Seven cities. Seven cities. Boy, listen. It, that's another conversation for another day. Got some jumps out there, boy. So, <laughs> boy. So my cousins. On the cane side, make it they business to say you need to go see your granddad. I ain't gonna see that nigga, that punk ass nigga. I ain't gonna see that nigga. You ain't said nigga though back then. No, 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 I did. Oh, you said I nigga? did, oh, I did, I, I did. You said um, else. because I really felt because my uncles. So mind you, the cane side of the family is from Virginia, so I didn't really see them like that. So I kind of got this thing in my mind where I don't really fuck with y'all. Like I do, but it's from a distance. Mm-hmm. My uncles that told me about not being soft, not being gay, and all that was from my mama's side. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And they was all military dudes. Drill sergeants in the army Wake up at 6am Make you go cut grass Type shit So um, I really was like I don't want to see that nigga man I don't give a fuck About seeing that nigga boom. So boom I go see him We sit down Hey AJ That was your granddaddy Now mind you It didn't sound like that When I was fucking six But now that I'm grown And I know that you Rock butt plugs In your boxes Now hey. What if he was the top though Shit Either way Somebody a dick is on somebody's stomach, regardless. <laughs> somebody slapping balls, balls and slapping balls, regardless. Got, top, bottom. He got, he got a comeback for everything. Cause I, I try, I try to catch him up. And somebody balls slapping somebody balls. <laughs> so he was like, "Hey, AJ." I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Fine. How old was he then? Was he like real old, or you don't remember? Nah, he was. So at that time, I was eighteen. So he was in his. 60s going on 70s But I didn't know He had cancer oh. And guess where the cancer was He had uh, In his butthole no <laughs> What was that Colon cancer colon, it, it, colon. It, it, it could be colon us Somewhat prostate Cause you know A that, prostate down there too Yeah so that's down there But yeah. not, not not to make fun Of the cancer situation But the point I'm making Is, is that because The stigma that you claim Is in the black community I literally When I found out he was gay Did not talk to that man Until that day And I didn't talk to him again After that day And he died and uh, I was in college when he died. My fam- my mama was like, "I know you ain't going because I don't I don't do funerals regardless because mm. I don't want to remember nobody because you know at the end of the funeral you got to walk out and view the body all that shit. Mm. I don't want to remember nobody because they try to put that little fake ass smile on your face and you got makeup on and your eyes look like they trying to pop open but they can't pop up. I don't remember you like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, she know I don't, I don't go to funerals. She's like, I know you ain't gonna go. So what you want me to tell him? I said, I don't give a fuck what you tell him. I ain't coming to that game. You know what I'm saying, but this is the ignorance of me at the time. Well, okay. Now, I don't, think, don't, don't, now, see you thinking. Don't think. Just no, say it. well, I'm trying to. Well, I do think because, you know, I try to not make anybody. So I don't think that it's just your family or black people. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the Andrew Jackson Canes that still kept the name, that's still more fair skinned than you, the white ones. Mm-hmm. They, it's some in their families talk the same way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I don't feel. And then. If you look at like all the laws that like you know, gay people want to get married, and then now gay people can't get married, and all this kind of stuff, it go mm-hmm. back and forth every couple of years. Obama did that, but okay, a black man did that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but now they took them rights away from them. But it wasn't black people that took them rights away. It was white people. You know what I'm saying? It was white people. So, and do you know how white gay men uh, enjoyed each other? Because you know, marriage wise is a legality. You know what I'm saying? 
So you know how white people would make sure, and I ain't gonna say white people, powerful rich people that were gay ensure their lover would be entitled to their benefits if something happened to them before Obama passed the gay law? Did you know? What they would do was, say for instance, you were my lover, right? And this is biggest pause of all the pauses. Like, I break the button, pause, drop a bomb, whatever the hell you got to do. <laughs> um, I would adopt you as my, um, ben- not, not beneficiary, but oh, what like is it? Uh, uh, like a child or something? Yeah, what would you call that? Uh, my, my, uh, you know when you file your taxes, what the motherfucker under you is? Oh, dependent. You're dependent. I will adopt you and make you my dependent. Even though we're lovers, but at the time it wasn't no same-sex marriage. So uh, it, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, I so in order for me to ensure if something was to happen to me you that you're some. taken care of, I would adopt you as my dependent. And if I was to pass away, whatever I got would go oh, on to you. you. So we all know how political races are run. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. So you know all these people that's rich... Um, hey boy, I want to marry my. You know what I'm saying? Even in power, you saw in power. Uh, my man, um, Stan, what's his name? Not Stan. Uh, uh, the white dude that 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 he left his wife and then next season. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, Stern. Stern. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's been a thing. It's been a thing. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I I will agree with you about when it comes to black community, people are like, oh, we went gay back in Africa. Nigga, you a fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? If you think we just you, all of a sudden got gay when we came to America, no, I mean. Back then, when you, when you went to war back then, you had to walk wherever the fuck the war was at. You think <laughs> 300 niggas with testosterone flowing through their body, about to go fight some motherfuckers, dick, dick harder than SAT right now. <laughs> they got to stick it somewhere. <laughs> so, you think, stick, huh? so you think all of them was just walking around fucking each other on the way to war? So this is the actual truth. Okay, They had little boys. Oh, that was supposed to clean the field of the dead while the fight was going on. Oh, and they was fucking them little boys. Yeah, so when we were not actually fighting, that was their enjoyment was to fuck the little boys. But not all of them though. Just not not all of them. Not, okay. not, some of them could help it. You know what I'm saying? Some of them could be like, I'll wait till I get back to my, my family. Some real, some but reason. to some of them, they couldn't help it. You know, you know, another place that happened. And this more um, current. Um, so R. Kelly a, house. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there too. But um, it's a, it's a um show on Netflix called uh it was about nine eleven. What's the shit called? Um, uh, Fahrenheit. No, not Fahrenheit. Nine eleven. This is new. This came out like this year, a few like maybe a month ago. But they were talking about how like the um Iraqi soldiers, is that Iraq? No, Afghanistan soldiers. You know how they were training the military was training them to be soldiers and all of that. So they had like their own special police force, or whatever. And about mm-hmm. the same thing, they would bring in boys. And they would be doing the same shit with the boys, like you said they did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying back over there. So that's that, that that's that's the first place I heard that at was. So I went to um, Afghanistan in 2006, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first place I heard of that. Like I saw it firsthand that they was doing that shit. Yeah, because over. like they wives walk behind them, like like they don't show their wife like no type of uh, um, recognition mm-hmm. because you are mainly in that uh, culture. The wife is for the home mm-hmm. and childbearing. My, but I seen plenty of men walking through the mall holding hands like it was normal. You know why? Because this is my entertainment. This is my fun. This is why I have fun with in, in their culture. My wife is definitely my wife, and this is who gonna bear my kids, make sure my house is taken care of. But coming from the south, which we we know is the Bible Belt era, I look like oh my fucking god, mm-hmm. he's holding hands with a man. You know what I'm saying? I had to myself evolve to accept what was true. What I always knew was true, but I didn't want to accept because I grew up on these uncles that was like, nah, be hard, be tough, da da da. But your uncles got there from somewhere though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come up coming up from a heart that like so my my parents and my aunts and uncles are older. Like my mom didn't have me since she's like 35. They all picked cotton. 
So if they pick cotton, that means it was like one generation removed from slaves. Mm-hmm. So that coming from a motherfucker that had to get out and basically break his back to make ends mm-hmm. meet. Mm-hmm. Now, you being from Florida, which I think Florida was one of the uh, the sites of one of the biggest, um, I'm going to say, black neighborhood takeovers, which I know it wasn't Jacksonville, but it was Rosewood. Rosewood, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the culture in Florida when it came to slave times and Jim Crow coming out of that era, but being that you grew up there, can you elaborate on what you saw when it came to racism and black people being, I don't know, held back or uh, stereotyped in a certain way in Florida? I mean, there, there's pockets. If you look at how everything was voted, most of Florida red. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's your big cities. And I'm lucky to be in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Your big cities are red. I mean, are blue. Okay. So you so you good there, but once you get to the outskirts, you're talking from my area, the Middleburg, those type of areas, that's where you bump into your your casual. You don't necessarily hear you talking about present day stuff, right? Or right, when you was, my time or, 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 or when you was growing up, yeah. Right. I I mean we got chased by a nigga in a pickup uh white dudes in a pickup truck. Definitely. Shit like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Wow. Um that happened twice. They was throwing rocks at us, me and my cousin, twice. The what you doing time. over here, boy? Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> but we on the main street. We're walking from the mall. And we're not in a, we not in a rural country area. It's not like that. But get your black ass home, boy. <laughs> you and you your DTLR bags and your Jordans. Take your that ass home, boy. Sean John, Shing yeah, Jing. Take and your even, ass home, boy. Even, and even then, for us though, like we ain't see it as racially charged. I need. I mean, of course, we you saw it as being normal. I saw it as get the fuck from over get here. Get your ass home, boy. Right. So that's all it was. So. Even now to see it to see, I just don't have those opinions on it. Like I get mm-hmm. what the facts of the situation mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. but some pe- it's not. I don't even see all white folks as that because I, mm-hmm. I play ball with plenty of white folks. Mm-hmm. I, I left the mall that I got chased from with some white folks. They were mm-hmm. there too, right? So, Nigger lovers, yeah. <laughs> Nigger lovers. Uh, so, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I just white power, yeah. white power. That's how it went for me out there, and. and the act, the Orange Park, Middlebury area, but Jacksonville is just your normal nigga shit. Yeah, because Jacksonville is not far from um Savannah, right? Savannah, two hours, two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Um, so what was it that year? I went, uh, we went down to uh, where the fuck? Where, where the fuck were we? Because we got <laughs> it was a night. So let me, yeah, it was we a night. To, so so let, let me tell y'all, if you go to Savannah for St. Patrick's Day, oh, you can Lord. literally walk around all day and drink, right. mm-hmm. and they did not gonna fuck with you. So I'm gonna let you because I where the fuck we went that night. We we was in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, the details is, are loose, but there's a citywide drink-a-thon got down. And then after that, there's a couple clubs, like right there on the border. Oh, South Carolina uh, and Florida. South Carolina and Frozen Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. No, oh, Georgia right. and Florida. Right? Uh-uh. South Carolina, South Carolina and Georgia. Probably Club Frozen. It's like crucial. Frozen. Probably so. Let's say Frozen. But we ended up there at the end of the night. Yeah, so the point I'm making is is that where we went, it was nothing on that road but that strip club. Oh, it's right near the water. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, over right, right before you. Get, yeah, I know so you crossed the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just so imagine, just imagine. That. I've driven from Rock Hill, South Carolina, to New Orleans before. You know what my biggest fear on that whole drive was? Running out of gas in motherfucking Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that night, all I could think about is we, we drunk. What? It, and it's, like I say, it's nothing on this road but this club. If the police was to pull us over, how that would go. And that's another stigma I think is placed on the black community is that we are literally programmed by our parents and our grandparents. You get pulled over, make sure your seatbelt on. 
Make sure you got both hands on the steering wheel. Make sure you don't do this. Make sure you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think in the white neighborhood they are raising their kids to say this is the protocol when you get pulled over by the police. You know, you know what white kids do when they get pulled over? They call their fucking daddy or mama. <laughs> And they mama goes the fuck off. Well, it's different because oh, shit. For, our, for our parents, they tell us shit. that because it's a protection. It they is. Know, you know what I'm saying? But you can't say that's that's not just the black neighborhood. That that is that is just the black neighborhood. But that's different though. Don't nigga, don't nigga now. What be, you mean, don't honest. nigga? I'm being honest. So it is the black neighborhood. That part we got because you got kids. You got to teach your kids basically to make it home. Do whatever you got to do to make it home. The police of Virginia Beach beat my ass in 2007. Right Why uh, Why You was being a nigga what I was definitely doing? being a nigga um, I was in the club So so at this time I'm in the Navy mm-hmm. I just came back from deployment In my mind I got a uh, Not a pocket full of money But an account full of money mm-hmm. which, which at that time Was about $9,000 mm-hmm. Most money I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. So uh, at the time I hanging with my boy Wiseman Wiseman is from um, He's from actually From Long Beach, California Dial Hawk, rolling twenties, rolling twenties, rolling twenties. He used to show me videos where them niggas used to meet up at the park and play football, and they all got their bandanas off. Like this is the first time I really saw like gang activity, Too like, old? like like real gang activity. Not that that shit. I oh my my cousin, my cousin from DC is a blood. So I'm, no, this is like real gang activity. Like this nigga would not, this nigga would love to eat a Burger King type shit because it, it's BK. BK. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean, so um we in the club of Virginia Beach and at that time dipset was the the hot thing so I mean, a lot of people all of a sudden blood. was blood mm-hmm. so he's uh conversating with this female at the bar and a guy walks up with a red bandana and he his homeboy's got red t-shirts and all this shit on and you know he's like y'all she says basically some shit about this my girl and you know he being like man you fuck cuz <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can fuck about that shit, cuz. Like, like the nigga step back, like the nigga, the nigga feet turned out was like oh, I oh, sneaked so on Yeah, like the nigga heels was like, touching like, together. Yeah, like heels touched together, and the nigga went one leg in front of the other yeah, type shit. Yeah. His, his shoulders popped out. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, cuz don't give a fuck that shit, cuz. You know what the fuck it is, cuz. So I'm sitting here thinking like, cause on the ship, one thing about the military, the military is like like uh going to college. Mm-hmm. You got a person that you meet. And then you got a person that you that that they really are. Mm-hmm. So on the ship, he's the most professional sailor I've ever met. Like he rose through the ranks faster than anybody ever saw. But and at that instant, that night, this nigga turned into this motherfucking Snoop Dogg on goddamn murder was the case that they gave me. He was creeping. Everything was cuz and I don't give a fuck and da, 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 da. and he's talking and he's doing this and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So long story short, dude stole off on his ass. Oh. <laughs> oh no, okay. <laughs> Knock his hat, slam off. Um so he stole off on his ass, you know. So I jumps in because you know I'm that type of guy. Like yeah, if you my friend, fight. I'm about to fight, fight an old lady at Bingo because she talks shit to my grandma. Like if I'm with you and yeah. shit pop off, mm-hmm. both of us either we're getting fucked together. up or we going together. Yes, sir. So I jumps in the shit. Long story short, they got the best of us because you know it's just us More two. It's, it's about six of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we gets outside. For you, for you who don't know, that's never been to Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach in the summer is like bike week every weekend on the strip. But if you ever notice, they got signs on the side of the road no that cousin. says. Fifty dollar fine for cursing, mm-hmm. right? So as I'm walking out, my hat is gone. Everybody know me. I wear hats because you know my, my head shake funny than the motherfucker. Really? So I, I, I need to go back in and get my fucking hat. And the dude was like, it's, "At this time, can we fight on the inside? Um, on the on the Virginia Beach Strip, it's cops that's walking on foot. It's some on horses and it's some on bicycle. Mm-hmm. So I guess at this time they done called them to the club. So they're standing at the door. So I'm trying to get back in and get my hat. And he's like, "No, you you're not allowed back in. Mind you, I'm drunk. Of Damn course man. I'm drunk." I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm going to get my motherfucking hat. Now nah, I'm a crip. Cuz. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'm a crip. Yeah, I'll get my motherfucking hat, cuz. Word. What do you say? Stop resisting. 
No, he said, he said, "Who the fuck you talking to?" Oh, he said, because, "And mind you, I could tell, you, I could tell you he was fresh out the academy because he had, he had that uh, when you play, you know, you play Madden, you make your own player, you got that damn that buzz cut. <laughs> he had that buzz cut, like ball on the side, the spiky shit on the top. So I like, motherfucker, I'm talking to you, motherfucker. And before I know, it, my feet was in the air, my, my damn shoes coming off. <laughs> motherfucker, slam me, slam my face, pow. Knock my earring out. You know how you have one of them, them big ass Jesus head earring. Knock my shit, slam out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so boom, when he slammed me. I landed on my left arm, mm-hmm. my right arm behind my back. So he's like, give me your other arm. So I'm trying to lift up so to you get my arms. arms. Here you go. And he says, but he think I'm trying to get up to fight. Star resistant. He's resisting. The motherfucker elbow with me four times. Boom, boom, boom. Back of my neck. Bow, 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 bow. So my homeboy from Canada like, get off him, cuz. <laughs> 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 so, so man, you, so my, my <laughs> hey, but the whole time, my face is in like, uh, what, what they call that shit where it's the sidewalk at and the water be running out shit. What's it called, the gutter? Yeah. <laughs> my shit in the gutter. So I got like one eye full of like shit water and the other I can see. So it was like slow motion. My homie walking to like running towards the slow motion, like get off from kids, right? And his arm is out. I can't say shit, but I see it in my mind. I'm saying, don't touch him, don't touch him. And he grabbed the cop's shoulder and said, "Get off my homie." And man, next thing I know, his face next to mine. <laughs> <laughs> So boom, so now both of us face oh to face God. in the gutter. Oh my and I'm talking God. about, and he, they beating our ass. I'm talking about all you see is assholes and elbows. They beating my ass. I'm talking about to knock my earring off, pop, pop my little middle of the mall chain. And I hear a girl say, uh-uh, don't do it like that. And my mom thinking, bitch, help. <laughs> don't, don't sit there talking about don't do it, help. So they beat my ass with our ass. And I was mad at that nigga for a long time because he got out before me and then he came back and get me. But anyway, that's another story. Um, we went to jail. But the point I'm making is that I didn't see nothing wrong with that. With them beating your like, ass? Like, yeah, like I came back with like a war story to my homies like, yeah, man, motherfucker probably beat my ass, bro. Like I didn't see that it was police brutality. Like well, it, was, it was already uh, instilled in us that that's normal. That's what they do to black men. <clears throat> Despite how funny the story might have been, <laughs> I, and I got a kilo on my ear that day. I talk about they fucked me up. And well, well, I've seen white. I, I've seen the, the police uh, whoop white niggas ass too. But yeah, what they, I say, they, but they, 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 they be on that shit. Yeah, but the thing which I think the thing with us is they quicker to whip our ass. They'll get a white dude probably three shut the fuck up or so whatever. You had one, and without warning, your feet were. Uh, up in the fucking up in the air, so up in the fucking. And I'm talking about whatever they talked to him in the academy to make a mother. Cause now, mind you, while he got his other arm, he's twisting and pulling this motherfucker the way I'm like, I'm like, I'm tapping. You know what I'm saying? But I think they also, for for whatever reason, they fear us. Do you think they train to fear black people? I don't think they fear us. Do you think you, you you think they don't fear us, or you or you, you think they just know it's a uh, it's a filter when they do something to us? It's a filter that that's gonna protect them from doing something to us. I think they don't see us with the same amount of respect that they see another white person or whatever. So like, kind of like with your boy, how he saw the red, mm-hmm. you know, he ain't gonna view them like if it was just a regular. But he might show them, you know, he bump into somebody, a regular dude in the club. He ain't gonna be as quick to fight, but he see the red rag and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he gonna be quicker to fight. Right. So, you know, for them, I think they look at us as us against them. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's fear. Some For for a lot of them, I don't think it's fear. Because they know, like, people, we, they know a lot of us ain't 
when they shooting us, they know they ain't got no guns and all that kind of stuff. And and, and I, I think I used the word <clears throat> fears because that's the excuse they use every time. Yeah, they know they, they, they know they that. That's that, that's mm-hmm. the excuse they use. So are, do you think they train to say that? Like that's that's part of the protocol of I right, shot a nigga say this. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, what's it called? Uh the professional athletes get it and all that when you normally when you make a mistake, you go talk to somebody and Oh, the uh, um oh, your PA. Public, yeah. Public. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely yeah. think police they they have their own protocol to when something happens. These mm-hmm. are certain hot words we gotta say. Cause, yeah, because the language is always the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. So that is a true stigma, then. What? That um parents No, no, not, not that too, but I that, that that police view us as a black community in a different light than what they view the normal white citizen. Well Is that class based too? Yeah. No, because if you because if you look at um the thing that happened with Skip Gates, um he, he was he Who like the fuck a, is that Lou Gates? He's a professor at um I want to say Harvard or whatever. He also has like he does a lot of like PBS history shows. Um and what happened? Smart reading Rainbow PBS. No, no, no. yeah, well, that PBS, but I'm, I'm talking about the channel PBS. Yeah, that yeah oh, that that, that, that shit still exists. Yeah. Oh damn. But he he does like a lot of history shows. Like he does a show with like they'll. Take your DNA and trace your ancestry or whatever. That shit, you that shit ain't bad. Well, not but your that, D, but, not your but DNA, but to like your family, your lineage. Your but I'm lineage, just saying, yeah. you can't you can't trust that shit because. <clears throat> but that's something different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but but you know I misspoke. But anyway, yeah. so he was going in his house. Now he's a Harvard professor. He got shows on Is television. He black or white? He black. Okay. And he was his door was stuck. He was trying to get in the, in the house. Somebody called the police, um, and the police showed up, mm-hmm. and they was like, yo, "Yo, what you doing? You breaking the house?" He's like, "Nah, this is my house. Whatever. I'm just trying to." You know, my door stuck. He, you know, something that was fucked up with the door. He said he should have got it fixed, but he didn't. He trying to talk like, this is my house. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. They arrest him. Mm. Take him to jail. I can't remember if they roughed him up, but he 60-something years old. You know what I'm saying? Harvard professor. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Soft-spoken, whatever, whatever. They take him to jail in his own neighborhood, at his own house. Mm. That wouldn't happen to a white dude. It was a white dude. Right. Well, well, let me see what your door is stuck. Well, yeah, they gonna help you. Help you get in. That, that is like when they caught Dylan mm-hmm. Roof. They took the nigga to Burger King. Right. That's that shit. They do that though. You yeah. see that on First Forty Eight. They'll get a nigga something to eat to get him to talk. Man, I saw one First so, Forty Eight. They cut the nigga Burger in half. Yeah. So I that that part. <laughs> that's a motherfucker who ain't never been to jail before. What was the guy from? Um, shout out to A and T. No kind of ANT, the football player that was uh I think he had just gotten to like an accident or something. And he was trying to Oh yeah, he go, got, got go, go knock on the door to get some help. They killed him, right? Yeah, because the, the people thought he was trying to break in the house. Yeah, the white people yeah, thought he was trying to break yeah. in the house. But he really was like just trying to get help because he just mm-hmm. rented, rented his car. Police show up, you know, he's a little discombobulated because he just had mm-hmm. an accident. They killed him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um it's just sad that we don't look at that as being wrong. We look at that as you should have did what your mom and daddy told you to do. Well, I don't say that we don't look at it as being wrong. No, now we do because we've been doing that though. No, 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 no. Back during our parents' days, they knew that shit was wrong, but our parents would try to uh, prevent it from happening by giving you the, the protocol to what to do if you got stopped by an officer. Right. Parents put the blame on us, us. right? As opposed, don't to look a certain you don't think way. So? No, don't look a certain way. Don't dress no. a certain way. Put the windows down. Hang yeah. on the dashboard. D- this is what you can do to prevent this from even happening. They didn't look at it as being wrong. There's like. We know it's wrong, but we're going to try to keep it from happening. Now that it's happening and it's being seen and recorded, now it's looked at as being wrong. But see, you just said two things, though. Because you said they didn't see it as wrong, but then you said they saw it as wrong, but didn't want to prevent it as happening. So, you get what I'm saying? It's I, a it's a different in the wrong how they saw it back then and, and wrong what we see now. Like, wrong, we want action because it's wrong now. Back then, it was like, damn, they done killed another one. 
That's how it was. That's how they saw it wrong back then. It was like it was just normal. Well, I I don't agree because I, I I look at it kind of like with like women now with sexual assault, right? Back then, sexual assault was still sexual assault, mm. but now just more people talking about it and more shit going down with it. Same thing with that. Now more people see it, the police brutality, and police getting like handled a little bit more about it. Like back then, it was like, what can we do? All can all we can do is say. Just do whatever, like you say, roll your window down, talk this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now shit actually happening and happening. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I saw like that. Um, shout it low, what happening? In? Um, shit's happening to the police. So I still think they back then they felt it was wrong, but they just didn't know what to do. You know what I'm uh, saying? So. What you say, Cole? Um, well, when he brings up sexual harassment, I think assault. Assault, excuse me. I think back then, even just the way the world we looked at it different. The same actions we call sexual assault now. We didn't call it that then, but police brutality was police brutality the whole time. So that I think that just comes the sexual assault. We were ignorant. Well, well, I mean, just the way that people talk about it now, just like now we talk about not the act itself, okay. but I'm just using that as an example. Like you know, more people talking about I've got this happen to me, and it's gonna be some consequences now. Same way with police, even though the consequences now with police not really as bad um, as it should be. More police are getting handled, or they're getting fired, or people getting pray, paid. You know what I'm saying? Like the dude that got shot in Columbia, um, some years ago mm-hmm. at the Shell Station, whatever. Like back then, if it wasn't caught on tape, like he might not have got no money. I think he got some bread, or if he didn't die. Perfect but, example is that you was in Charleston at the time, just like I was. Walter Scott, right? Like you know, it wasn't. I think it was what three days, four days after that the guy actually he bought came the out footage. With the vid- you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he and he he was, he, scared. he was scared. Scared, yeah. He was scared. He had his footage where he know I caught these motherfuckers doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I expose it, something will happen to me. You know, then something did happen to him though. He like went to jail and all kinds. No, of they stuff. arrested him. Yeah, they definitely arrested him when yeah. he when he went to Trinidad. Um, but you know, after you know seeking legal counsel and everything, he was able to get out. But I want to say later on, like he went to jail for something, like something different. Like they kept messing with him or whatever. I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But y'all um, both live down there. But but one thing I will say, and, and I know we run out of time. But one thing I will say, um, a lot of times when stuff happens with police brutality, since we on that subject, I get uh, contacted by you know a lot of people about you know marching, praying, uh, uh, everything except revolting, and I always tell people like, no no. Change ever happens without action. You can sit there and pray and march all you want, but until you are a threat, it's it's gonna be no mm-hmm. change in what's going on. So I always tell people, don't call me unless you got a plan of how we gonna take over the the, the county jailhouse or how we gonna take over the courthouse. You know what I'm saying? Because like sacrifices got to be made. Everybody want to go to heaven, don't nobody want to die. Mm-hmm. So in order for police to stop fucking with us, I'm um I've, I think it might have been either Walter Scott or Dylan Roof. It might have been Walter Scott. Uh, after that happened. I think a couple days later, a guy shot a cop at the Goose Creek gas station. You know what I'm saying? And they had a, like a manhunt to find this guy. Like he was at the gas station, they had a manhunt, but that put the police sheriffs because it was a sheriff that he shot on notice. Like these motherfuckers really shot happened. us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So while we own that, while we do see now a lot of recordings of black people being shot, and then you know they go hire the same lawyers, they get the NAACP, being um, crump, being crump, they get the GoFundMe's. And everybody takes the settlement. Um, Walter Scott parents worked at the building where I worked at, and they took a settlement. Like they 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 could have really bankrupted the Charleston Police North North Charleston Police Department, but you know what they did? They took the settlement for like I think it was like one point two million or two point one million, something something crazy. But you know after, after the lawyers get their cut and then you did divvy it up, mm-hmm. you know it's a couple couple hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only way, 
And I feel this truly is a stigma on the black community is that we we are one of the one races that we are afraid to take the fight to our oppressor. Like, look at the Afghans and the Taliban and the Al-Qaeda now. Like, they are not afraid to bring the fight to us. And that's why we scared to fight with the motherfuckers. Same thing with China. You can't beat a motherfucker that is that truly feel like if I die for this cause, I'm going to get me 12 versions when I get to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Vietnam. That's why we lost Vietnam. Them motherfuckers before about living in the motherfucking woods, eating motherfucking um, beetles, and shooting us. When we come from America, we want to take a shower every day. Now we in the, we in the motherfucking jungle, and there's motherfucking maggots on our ass. Not maggots, but leeches and shit. We weren't used to that. Nowadays, though, they don't want to really fight with it. Who? If America really well, wanted listen. to, they, they you don't really got to send people over there. You can send some drones over there and kill, blow up the whole First country. off, you can't because- Why? Most of them countries you're talking about is too far. It's not gonna make it. A drone won't make it over there. No, you got you, you know how much ocean you gotta fly over. You can't put a drone now, on the boat. Now, first off, you have to send it from if you want to get to where Afghanistan or wherever. I bet. So you gotta go through the Mediterranean. So that means you gotta leave from the East Coast. You gotta fly over all the ocean. So if your instance, you gotta take it on the boat. Mm-hmm. I'm saying fly it from the East Coast. If you do take it on the boat, guess what? They know the boat coming because you have to report. Same thing with airspace. You got to report boat space so that they know you're not a, a pirate ship or whatever. So what this American ship doing in our waters? So now nah, it's already all right. So the Afghans got a Navy? They, they they don't have a Navy, but they have like a, 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 a traffic control area where, they, you know, they know. Because in order to get to that area, you got to go through the uh, Suez Canal. Cash money is an army. Better yet a Navy. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go through the Suez Canal. Ain't no you go through the Suez Canal. On one side, you got Africa. The other side, you got... um. Is it Egypt or Europe? One of them shits on the other side. But basically what I'm saying is on this side, it's going to be uh, soldiers in uh, Humvees. As your ship go down the canal, they following on land with a motherfucking 50 cal on the back of the damn Hummer. Same thing on this side. So it's not like they don't know you there. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, boom, a motherfucking propeller, a damn drone come off the boat. They know what the fuck going on. You know what I'm saying? I think Kim Jong-un waiting for a reason to damn do some shit to us. Mm. That motherfucker hacked Sony because we made a movie about his ass. Oh, they did do that too. Yeah, we made a move about that motherfucker. And then, yeah, the nigga shut, shut down Sony for damn three months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think um, it's just that in the black community, we we talk about we want equal rights, we want to be respected by police, but we don't do shit to make them respect us. How many people now you see now when 9 11 happened? It was a lot of motherfuckers that was Taliban, whatever that was getting fucked with, right? That shit stopped. Cause you know why? I'll blow your fucking dog up. I'll blow your house. You know what I'm saying? Not, not saying that's what all Taliban, not all uh, Indian people do, but mm-hmm. they, they made it a threat. They be like, don't fuck with me. We don't make us ourselves a threat. Now, we're going to make all the money. We're going to sell all the drugs. We're going to get all the nicest cars and clothes. But then when it comes to like some legal shit, we are so dumb fucked. So how can we counterpart the white <clears> folks <throat> when it comes to the legal battles and uh, what's, what's what I'm looking for? Um, discrimination. It's uh, money. Inside money Because we got all the street money mm-hmm. Yeah But it's about that sacrifice Like you said though A lot of Enough people ain't willing to Sacrifice for a short period of time So Perfect example Will you Will I what Sacrifice Yeah You I, would Yeah Would you With a plan that With a plan Something I'm sacrificing yeah. for that, And that's how I feel Give me yeah. a plan Now they don't tell me Just go out there And do some shit Like I gotta have a plan But Like you said A lot of people ain't Not because Perfect example would be HBCUs Right if the black athlete would go back to HBCUs, like how they had to do back then, HBCUs would probably be thriving. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If you a five-star recruit coming out of high school and you in Alabama, Nick Saban in your living room telling you we got our own private jet, 
We gonna feed you steak and potatoes and crab I'm legs. Going to Morehouse, huh? I'm not. I'm going not going to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta ride a bus to my games. I gotta eat burgers every day, and our jerseys still say Rydell. Nah, I'm not. I'm not going. But guess what? If somebody or it's gonna be a couple, it has to take a couple would make that sacrifice, which, which I, I commend Dion for doing. Prime time for doing. You gotta be the one to say, you know what? I'm gonna leave all that fly shit and I'm gonna come into this mediocre ass HBCU that ain't. But even the words that you just used. For the HBCU Mediocre And you call it Alabama fly Whatever whatever That shit Put some shit In the people's heads too It don't Because it's already In their head Because that's what They saw During recruitment And on TV When it was 7, 8, 9, or 10 just the, I'm not calling The uh, the HBCU mediocre I'm saying What their thought is When Nick Saban Shows them this PowerPoint And then the guy From South Carolina State Shows them no PowerPoint, but they say, "Hey, man, I can't, I can get you make the pros, but we'll love you here." Okay, so is is let's say South Carolina State is their athletic program and exposure considered mediocre to Alabama? I was, I would say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a money game. Yeah, that's a money game, right? And that's that's something you have to fight against. Mm-hmm. But to act like it's not real, they they are considered mediocre when it comes to athletics. Mm-hmm. From education, they can stand next to any college. Mm-hmm. Um, but athletics, they're mediocre compared to the big ones. And if I'm a student athlete, that is like saying I'm going out of town to Las Vegas. Am I going to stay on the strip at the motherfucking MGM or I'm going to go off the strip to Old Vegas and stay at Motel 6? If I got the ability, which if sports would be the talent, or if I got the funds to stay at this particular hotel, what you gonna do? It well with the sports, it, it'll be harder for me if it was ba- if it was a football player, it'd be harder um, to make that choice. But if it was basketball, you could kind of do it in basketball and still. Nope. You know why? Because how many people from the pros came from HBCU? You got Ben Wallace. You got uh. No, I'm saying like if 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 Zion would have chose Howard instead of Duke, mm-hmm. he still would have got drafted got number drafted. one. You know what I'm saying? But you'd have to for that Howard, you'd have to multiply that a couple of times for it to be beneficial yeah. to the school. But it would, it would, up. it would, yeah, because um, him him going being one and done wouldn't do nothing for Howard. Now you're gonna need the next one. You're gonna need at least three. And now, yeah, it's just one school. Yeah, and all these HBCUs, mind you, this one school we got Zion, but I can't think who Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett that same year, they still went to Duke. So now you're talking about those two. You have to get them to another HBCU yeah. or to come with. But Zion. if but if all three of those would have went to Howard or would have went, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would have made a difference. It would it would have made a difference for that year. For that year, for one school, for one. But school. it would. But I, I feel like it would have set a precedence for those kids to go to, especially the one that does. Like, you know, you're going to the league. So now I do think with a plan, if you if you if a, I think you need to get a high school involved. If you get a high school that kind of farms to HBCUs, maybe a high school mm-hmm. community to where these athletes. They kind of intend to go to HBCUs where over years and years you just have a pipeline. Because mm-hmm. now it ain't a, it, you have it, to build one. Because the kids can make money now. They right. go to college, so right. But right. I think Master P. Son signed a million dollar deal. Hersey, or something yeah, like that. he went to Tennessee State. Yeah, so, um, but it, I think it's like some of them stigmas. I don't like them to be put on black the black community or whatever. Just all the quote unquote black community because mm-hmm. it'll it's like a negative mindset. That, it is You know what I'm saying um, um, But I would say Those stigmas had to come From somewhere Like we had to name it A stigma To start with So that means It must be At some point I ain't gonna say true But it was noticed well, I think to, it's just Propaganda And and, and it could have been Propaganda Like 
like with drugs and stuff, a lot of the reason why drugs are illegal is because of the stigma that got put on black people or the black men. So, you know, cocaine is illegal because they felt like it made the black man more uh, sexually aggressive and all kind of stuff. So we don't just eliminate for everybody, you know. Some people might want a two little powder. Do the little, little, little booger sugar, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But booger sugar. Just because Kyle... <laughs> You know, wants to two little powder now. Kendrick can't, you know what I'm saying? Because and, it makes Kendrick angry. And Kyle testosterone probably ten times higher than Kendrick. Well, cause, real so, angry because you know uh, them, them niggas been the sexual predators, the white so, folk. Um, because you know Thomas Jefferson, you know, was tearing that little black slave ass up. Mm-hmm. That's how you end up with all them great grand, great 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 grandkids in uh, Timminsville. So a lot of the a lot of the um, stigmas come from racism, and and you you thinking you can do what we do, right? What you yeah. mean? So. Kyle toots a little powder and go and go be sexually aggressive against a female, right? Mm-hmm. Kendrick does it, and Kendrick goes to jail, right? I feel like they looked at it because you know the opioid shit wasn't a problem until it reached the suburbs. Same thing with you know cocaine started out in the suburbs. Yeah, that was yeah. what doctors and, and entertainers and lawyers did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once you start doing what we doing, you nigga, you think you what? You think you you think you can hang with us? So you know what? So now it's the reason why Kyle could get caught with cocaine in a traffic stop and get probation. But Kendrick get caught with cocaine in a traffic stop and Kendrick might get six years. First offense. Because let me show your ass that you're not on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Now they can sit talk all this shit about lawyers, representation, that that it's been cases that's been proven that same type of representation is just a flaw in the system when it comes to sentencing black people and white people when it comes to the same crimes. Uh, what was the guy... Um, they had him for like uh, he 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 raped the girl outside of the dumpster in college. Oh, um, in Kyle Rittenhouse, What's I can't remember, name? but I forgot his name. He got off, and then you got no. Him. Well, he didn't get off. He went to jail, but the uh, judge only gave him like six months. Six months, yeah. And then you got the guy that uh got out of prison recently, and the uh, Falcons gave him a chance that was in jail since high school because a white girl that she consensually had sex with him said oh, he she lied. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's things like that that happen. So I, I'm not say I'm not gonna say the stigma on the black community aren't true. I just feel like they did have to start somewhere for to for us to even label it a stigma or a stereotype. Um, so pretty much every stigma you believe does have a little bit of truth. To not it. yeah, there's some truth to it. You know what I'm saying? Like if that it's fire and it's hot, and you don't believe it's hot till you touch it. We, we had to get to that point to believe it was hot because we had to touch it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this maybe this 400 degree fire ain't as hot as this 100 degree fire, but I guarantee that bitch still hot. Right. It still burnt me. You know what I'm saying? So even though the whole thing about you know the black community is homophobic, the black community all sells drugs, the black community um, don't have fathers in the household, the black community depend on welfare and government assistance. It may not necessarily be fully true, but it's some t- statistics behind it that may say, yes, black people do use welfare, white people do too. It's actually statistically proven that it's more white people welfare than black people. I think the reason why people think it's more black people welfare because black people actually get on social media and brag about being on welfare and get free. Well, money. but see, this started before social media though. So the welfare queen thing started before social media. Mm-hmm. That's type of stuff. So I'm not even talking about those these stigmas or whatever started before social media. I, I'm I'm saying social media brought it to a broader. Oh no, this was on television before. Let me ask both of y'all, do y'all think things are getting better? As far as what? In general, equality, in general, um, in regards to, like we saying, 
police brutality, all that kind of stuff. All that good stuff. Do you think it's getting better, or do you think it's just more vocal now? That we we hear about it a lot, and we talk about it a lot. I don't think it's getting better. Like like that stuff, police brutality, all the kind of like the numbers still basically the same. We just see it more. So is that just human nature? Is human nature just trash? Human nature is well, for the most part, people aren't trash. It's it's just some, but um, it's in people too. I don't think all people are inherently bad, right? I agree. Um, but it is in there. So that would also mean all people aren't inherently good. Yeah. Right? It's it's you know in in groups people don't do the right thing a lot. So like police they see themselves as a as a group against a brotherhood. Uh, yeah, against like people that aren't police. White or black. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they care it like that. Blue. You know what I'm saying? We blue. Um, like if you look at like uh, in college and school or whatever, like the football team, they carry themselves a certain way and yeah. they walk around a certain way. The basketball, and, and, you know, what and, I'm saying? and it makes you, you, and it makes you can identify them because like even at South Carolina State, like all football players always walked around with they they shorts on that had the South Carolina State mm-hmm. little football on it with a number, or they walked around with they they windbreaker suit on. Like they they wanted you to know I'm on the football team. So even so, like with group, so like let's say like what happened in January six, right? Um, those people that went to that event for Donald Trump or whatever, mm-hmm. they didn't. I don't think they set out. Most of them didn't set out when they left their hotel rooms and their houses that morning to leave and go to the Capitol and bust the windows down and cause all that ruckus or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it was some motherfckers in there that was prepared to do that, mm-hmm. and some and people man, went behind them. One sport apple, that was the yeah, the you know what I'm saying. So if you get a group of people. And a couple of them people in there doing bad for some reason. A lot of the people won't follow stand along. up. They follow along. Um, now that's in people, and you done seen it in a whole lot of stuff, right? Um, even like with the protests or whatever, civil unrest with you know, uh, with police brutality and stuff. A couple motherfuckers bust a window. It's kind of like the, uh, the, boond- the, the like like the race riots. Well, well it's kind of like the shit with the boondocks. Like a motherfucker throw a chair and all hell break loose. Yeah. Like I don't know what it is. Same thing with, with same thing with the riots. When when Ronnie King got beat, all two was whatever. And one person threw a brick through a window. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Now everything's setting the fire. Same thing on the on the other end when they did uh Tulsa, Oklahoma, and when they mm-hmm. did Black Wall Street. All two was for that first white person to throw that Molotov cocktail or you know whatever they did to, to, to pop it off and people follow. And I think us as black people, why we don't do that? Now we'll do that amongst each other. My neighborhood against your neighborhood, my street against your street, but and I'm again I'm not advocating violence, people. But why we don't go to okay. the suburbs the and they tried that. There it is. Larry Hoover tried There it is. There it is. Consequence. Larry and Larry Hoover, um, Malcolm X, um uh uh Atula Shakur, um Tupac Afini, anybody mm-hmm. they feel is a threat. Uh what's my man name? They made a movie about they his homeboy set him up to get killed while he was asleep. Um they made a movie about him. Oh, uh in our Chicago. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Anybody that they see as a as a threat that might even bring about the idea of uprising, uh Nat Turner, you know what I'm saying? They gonna find a way to, to chop that shit down. Again, consequence, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We don't wanna be the ones like I, I know I don't I don't wanna be the one without a plan to sacrifice, putting food on my table for my family. Yeah, I ain't trying to die out here and y'all motherfuckers go back to down. Go back to doing the fuck we was already doing. So I'm going to die for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to. 
So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I do think it's a rhetoric of, around the black community and the stigmas that we have. Um, and be to your your testament, I do think some of them are not true. I think some of them are bullshit. Um, which why which is why I think uh, we're stereotyped by police. Um, when you go on job interviews as a black man, whether you're dressed for the position or not, you're already labeled as whether you're qualified or not, just based off how you look. Um, and all these come from stigmas. Which I say it's got to be some truth to it, but they don't necessarily make it right. Um, so what I'm gonna end with everybody is uh, you all know. Email your suggestions, your questions, your, your your reviews, or how you feel about whatever we talked about to KaneIsAblePod at gmail.com because this is a topic I feel like that can come from so many different areas and point of views. I want to hear them all. I want to hear them all. Even white people. Email me too. <laughs> I like y'all. Y'all ain't never did shit to me besides beat my ass one time, but shit. Email me. I talk to y'all too. <laughs> white people in what what uh what Dave Chappelle said. Jews, Mexicans, <laughs> Chinese, <laughs> white pie. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, this is the Canis Able Pie, man. And and again, we talked about you know the black community today, the gay gay and black community, the black family, and the, the black man missing in the household, all of that. Because we talk about the shit everybody else gotta talk about. Because Cain is fucking able. I am able, and I am willing. Talk to me. Send it to me. Um, so with that being said, uh, again, send your suggestions, your topics, and your questions to CandiceAblePod at gmail.com. Um, B, let them know where to find you at. Uh, DJ Blaze Show uh, on all podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, look for me on social media, Preacher underscore BP. Cole, let them know where to find you at, brother. Shit, you can't, but if you need to. Well, you sound like you a married man. know how to. You sound like a married man. <laughs> sound like a song. Again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, people, hey, but this is Candace Able Podcast, man, where we are able to talk about whatever the fuck everybody else is scared to talk about because I shit is real, I shit is raw, I shit is authentic. Brought to you by the Crux Media Group. Hey, go get them fucking candles because they smell good and they're going to get you some ass. <laughs> <laughs>